Welcome to KJV Cafe, where the truths of God's Word come alive. Grab a hot cup of coffee or tea and spend some time learning about our Savior and Lord, Jesus Christ. Listen now to Pastor Clark Covington of Heartland Community Baptist Church as he explores great insights from the Word of God. Amen. Glory to God. Welcome to the program. Welcome to the cafe. Another great day here at KJV Cafe. Man, I haven't had coffee yet. That's unusual. It's afternoon time when I do the recordings here. I have not had my coffee yet. Would somebody bring me a coffee if you, you're out there? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, I'm going I'm, I'm to finish this episode. Make me a coffee. But uh, hopefully you got one for me there. And uh, you're enjoying yourself here in this beautiful springtime weather. And um, it's just good day to get into God's word. Because, you know, what is spring? You know, I always think of the seasons in terms of why, why God did you make these seasons? One thing I think is interesting that God has done in the seasons, everything is like um, segued in. So it's not like you have winter and then boom, summer. You know, it's usually like winter, spring, and you see the new life coming. Okay, I can see why God would do that. The weather's a little bit warmer. Then when summer comes, you're kind of like, yeah, I kind of got smoothed into it from spring. Then fall, kind of the inverse, the weather's a little cooler. So when winter comes, you're like, yeah, I kind of got used to it with fall. It's just amazing how God does everything so intricately. Even this far off place near the North Pole or something, I saw a video online about a family that lived there. And they said that uh, it gets dark for like, I guess, three or four months in this, I don't know, November to whenever. But even then they said that like, there's a few weeks of like a little bit of light before it starts to get very dark. And I just thought that's just like God kind of segueing things in. And so we just thank God for the beauty in nature. We thank God for his beautiful plan. Again, not shocking us with different weather patterns, although North Carolina does feel like a shock sometimes where it literally can be 80 one day and 30 the next, uh, <laughs> which is different from when I lived in South Carolina, when it's just generally hot. But even that, I'm just teasing. I mean, really, the Lord is so good to us for, again, segueing us in. And, and that's a good segue to the idea of praising God. Hopefully, that was a praise to God. I don't know how, how good I did, but hopefully praise God a little bit. You know, the importance of praising God cannot be understated. You know, praise of God is a form of worship, right? When we, just the little example I just gave, which I just gave off the top of my head, when we think of things like that, we're worshiping God, aren't we? We're saying, God, you're so good because... You allow us to enjoy these different seasons and you allow us to be prepared for the next season, whatever it may be. And for me, that's important, you know, especially with like winter, you know, I'm, you know it's like, I don't love winter. So I kind of like having like a little bit of a kind of warm up <laughs> or not warm up, cool down, I should say. But um, you know what? That's praise to God, right? You say, God, you're so good and thoughtful in your creation. And, and you know, that's one example of a million. Any way that we praise God, we should be worshiping him. It's, it's a form of worship. Praise of God is certainly warranted. He created us and he's been so good to us. Can you imagine being a father of a child and you've just been so good to that child and you've met that every need of the child and you've guided that child in the right direction. You've done so much for that child and a child never comes around, wants nothing to do with you and never says anything nice to you. Well, isn't that a lot of Christians these days or so-called Christians and certainly those living in the world? I mean, Lord, help us. God has been too good to us for us to ignore what he's been doing in our lives. You know, praise of God is wanted by the Holy Spirit living within us. You know, the Bible says don't grieve the Holy Spirit. How about this? Let's enrich the Holy Spirit. 
And that enriches the Holy Spirit to praise God because he is part of the Holy Trinity. And secondly, in the Bible, it's clearly demanded by a holy God that we praise him. It's demanded by God we praise him. So it's, it's a demand or a command, right? And we see the master class in praising God, the most beautiful praise of God in the Psalms. You, maybe you saw that coming, but our text verse here is Psalm 9, verse 1. I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth all thy marvelous works. And, and what got me here on, on Psalm 9, we're going to go through the whole Psalm here because that's what we do at KJV Cafe. We get deep in the book. Before we do, just want to mention what got me here was I want to praise thee. Okay, so we're going to praise God. I will praise thee. That's what David says. O Lord, he is Lord. With my whole heart, we, we talk here a lot about the heart being the deepest part of us emotionally. You know, the Bible says, I believe it's Romans 9, talks about with the heart we believe and with the mouth we confess salvation. And in the inverse, Jesus speaks of being defiled in the heart and then speaking it and living it out. We're defiled from within, but we're also believers from within. And so we see here uh, um, in, in Psalm 9, verse 1, I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth all thy marvelous works. And this is the phrase that got me. I will show forth all thy marvelous works. And that's what we're talking about really almost this whole week. I think for four episodes, we'll spend on this. I will show forth all thy marvelous works, at least three. If not, don't hold me to four, maybe three, but we'll get, we'll get through it. I will show forth all thy marvelous works. What does it mean to show forth? That's what we're going to look at here. Uh, so let's look at Psalm 9. I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth all thy marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in thee. I will sing praise to thy name, O thou most high. When mine enemies are turned back, they shall fall and perish at thy presence. For thou hast maintained my right and my cause. Thou sattest in the throne judging right. Thou hast rebuked the heathen. Thou hast destroyed the wicked. Thou hast put out their name forever and ever. O thou enemy, Destructions are come to a perpetual end, and thou hast destroyed cities, their memorial is perished with them, but the Lord shall endure forever. He hath prepared his throne for judgment, and he shall judge the world in righteousness. He shall minister judgment to the people in uprightness. The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. And they that know thy name will put their trust in thee, for thou, Lord, hast not forsaken them that seek thee. Sing praises to the Lord which dwelleth in Zion. Declare among the people his doings. When he maketh inquisition for blood, he remembereth them. He forgetteth not the cry of the humble. Have mercy upon me, O Lord. Consider my trouble which I suffer of them that hate me. Thou that liftest me up from the gates of death, that I may show forth all thy praise in the gates of the daughter of Zion. I will rejoice in thy salvation." The heathen are sunk down in the pit that they made in the net which they hid is their own foot taken. The Lord is known by the judgment which he executeth. The wicked is snared in the work of his own hands. Higion Selah. The wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forgot God. For the needy shall not always be forgotten. The expectation of the poor shall not perish forever. Arise, O Lord, let not man prevail. Let the heathen be judged in thy sight. Put them in fear, O Lord, that the nations may know themselves to be but men. Selah. Okay, that's Psalm 9. 
You know, if you did a Bible, if you need to, if you're doing a Bible reading plan, Psalm nine, chap, chapter nine, all done. Check it off. Amen. We're going to dive in here. Make sure you understand, uh, hopefully a good bit of it. You see here throughout Psalm nine in verse one, I will show forth all thy marvelous works. How about verse 11? Sing praises to the Lord, which dwelleth in Zion. Declare among the people his doings. Got another one here. Uh, 14, verse 14, that I may show forth all thy praise in the gates of the daughter of Zion. We see over and over again this theme of showing forth. What does that mean to show forth? It means to manifest, to publish, to proclaim. The idea of the word manifest is to make known or certain or clear to others. And this is a beautiful form of praise, isn't it? To brag on God, to tell people what God is doing in your life. Now, I heard a preacher once say there was a testimony at church, and they said, this isn't testimony, and they were just shaking their head because people were getting up from, this is my interpretation of what had happened. I don't recall, honestly, but they were like bragging on what they did. You know, let me tell you, this happened and this happened and this, it could be a sad circumstance, a good circumstance, but God really wasn't at the center of it, right? He wasn't at the center of it. To brag on God we have to really show forth who he is. You know, we have to explain this is an attribute of God and here I see it, right? You know, we have to go that level and we're going to get to that on the next episode, understanding the attributes of God, but we have to go there. I mean, this is something I think that might scare some people, but we need to know God in order to properly praise God. I think that's a fair assessment here that David knew God well, and he was able to praise God. And so if I'm saying, let me give you a simple example. I think it was like a year ago. I don't know why this is stuck in my head. Uh, this is like a year ago. My family and I went to early dinner or lunch or something uh, just in the town over from us. And I don't know, it was just a really pleasant time together. You know, all our whole family was there, all five of us. And there was no wait, and the food was delicious, and... We got something extra. They just gave it to us. And then they just found a coupon for $5 and gave us that. You know, and like everybody, you know, families, you know, money's tight sometimes. A lot of times, amen. Say, oh, you know, we just got in the car and, and said, guys, I just need to brag on God a minute. And just started walking them through what we had just experienced and how God knows our every need. He knows every hair in our head. And so it's, it's his love to give us this meal together. It's his love to give us a break on the price because he knows that we're that month weren't maybe really doing that well financially. It's his love to give us this extra thing and on and on. And I was just so tickled by what God was doing there. And that's a simple example. But the reason why I bring that up is because if I didn't know the intricacies of who God is, that he is love, that he's a provider for those that seek him, that the Bible tells us literally we don't have to worry about our clothes or what we're going to eat because he's going to provide it. He provides for the ravens, the birds, the lilies, on and on. That God uh, is is alive and living, that God is active in the details of our life, uh, that, that God uh, takes pleasure in the joy of his servants. As I'm kind of paraphrasing there, but there's scripture on that. Uh, that the preacher is worth his hire, and on and on. I mean, if you just understand who God is and you see what he's doing, you can't help but just praise the daylights out of God. And I think the car, there were kind of, some of the kids were laughing and stuff. 
but they they get it, and I think it's a good example for them. But you know, it, it's just lunch, right? And how many times do people go to lunch and never stop to thank God? You know, we try to pray before our meal when we go out, and it's funny because we don't we look we look pretty odd. I mean, you don't see a lot of people doing that, and we always do that. We try to always do that. God knows. But how about just instead of just praying for your meal, thinking about the provider of all things? And you're saying, Brother Clark, are you serious? You're going to keep going on about it? Well, I could. I mean, think about the Israelites in the wilderness in the Old Testament. They were getting manna from heaven. And they were kind of like, yeah, this is this manna. You know, I really want some quail. You know, <laughs> that is ungratefulness. That is ingratitude. That is, the, that is the polar opposite of praise. And that got a lot of them killed. I've heard preachers, I saw a, a video of a preacher in like a modern church trying to use that as an example of like something good God was doing. Read about the quail and read about what God, I think God literally says, while the quail is still stuck in their teeth, I'm going to kill many of them, something to that extent. God's not playing around. So if we're not grateful for the manna and we're asking for the quail, you know, in, in modern day terms, if we're if we're not grateful for what he has done, then you, you, how irate would he be? that we're asking for more when we can't even show gratitude for what he has done. As a father, especially the older kids, I want them I want them to acknowledge the sacrifices I've made to provide for them before they keep asking for more, more, more. And any dad, any mom, I'm sure you feel the same way. You love your kids, but you want them to understand what goes into being a parent. How much more so our heavenly father, how good and well he has blessed us. Again, I, mean, I can't describe it because like I was tickled by what God had done and I was driving home just praising God and it was just the littlest thing, but in a way it's the biggest thing because it's this lesson that we see here that, da- that, that David in the Psalms, especially Psalm 9, really executes so perfectly because he goes through Psalm 9 and he explains these attributes of God and he uses them to praise God. And so we see both a praise of God and we see attributes of God, which must be endearing to a holy living God. Tune in next time. Tune in all this week as we get to this uh, message here on showing forth praise. Thank you so much for listening. Take care. God bless and amen. Thanks for visiting the cafe today. Our goal is to inspire you with the truth and depth of God's word in a straightforward manner. Do you know Jesus? You can today. Visit kjvcafe.com to learn more about God's great plan of salvation for all of mankind. Until next time, Remember, as Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 puts it, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. <laughs>